0: Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration podcast. I'm your host Ahidi and today's guest is Willie Jolly talking about turning your setbacks into comebacks. I chose this episode because like many of you, I always have setbacks. I'm always focused on them too much and I spend too much time analyzing what could have happened. Instead of focusing on missed opportunities and how I could have done better, I just need to focus on getting better and learning from my past mistakes. That's it for me today. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. Thanks for listening. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. Good afternoon, TEDx. Good afternoon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Willie Jolly, and I'm honored to say I'm a professional speaker. I speak to young people, to colleges, corporations, trade associations around the world about helping you come back and turn your setbacks and comebacks with the attitude of excellence. Now, the first question I'm going to answer for you is one I know you're already asking. Yes, Willie Jolly is my real name. I'm honored to be here. How many of you know we've been in a challenging time here uh, with the economy, not only here in America but around the world for the last couple years? And how many of you are ready for a comeback? Come on. Are you ready? Y'all got to let me know. Are you ready? All right. See, we got to get a little energy in here. And I want to say to those who are here and those across the world, millions who are tuning in, it's time for a comeback. Today I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about turning setbacks into comebacks with an attitude of excellence, turning setbacks, five simple steps for five-star success. Now, one of the folks I helped to do that for is a little company you might have heard of called Ford Motor Company. In 2006, I got a call one day from Ford Motor Company. They had a new CEO. His name was Alan Mulally. Brilliant, brilliant man who had come in with a great team, and they had a plan that they have developed to turn Ford around because Ford was struggling. They had gone from 25% market share to 15% market share. And if they didn't make a change quickly, they are going to be out of business. Alan Mulally started working, but one of the first things he wanted to do was to stabilize the workforce and get the workforce stabilized and changed. So he gave a generous offer to those who had been working there, some of them as long as 50 years, to take a buyout but not many people were taking it. Imagine that you worked for Ford for all of your life. Your father worked for Ford and your grandfather worked for Ford. They didn't want to take the buyout. After a few months of trying to offer this buyout, one day I got a call from Ford. They said, one of our people in our executive suite read your book, A Setback Setup for a Comeback, and heard that you've helped companies to make comebacks. We'd like you to help us in an effort we're doing. We want you to help us to get this buyout to our people. And I said, I'd be happy to do it. But I said, I don't want to talk to them, though, about taking the buyout. I'd rather talk to them about living their dreams. I'll tell them how I was a nightclub singer who got fired and replaced by a karaoke machine. (laughs) And how I was broke, busted, and disgusted. But I made up my mind that in America, if you have a dream and you're willing to work hard on that dream, you can live your dreams. They said, we'd be happy to have you share that message. And for six weeks, I went around the country every day in a different city doing sometimes two plants a day every day. And the night before Thanksgiving 2006, I did my last program, flew home that night on the last thing smoking in Washington, D.C., The next day was Thanksgiving, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday was the buyout day. They had to make a decision that Monday. Tuesday, they tabulated the results. And on Wednesday, I got a call first thing in the morning from the Detroit Free Press. They said, Mr. Jolly, we just want to let you know that 38,000 people took the buyout. 25,000 was their goal, but 35,000 took the buyout. They said, what did you tell them? I said, it's about living your dream in America. And that if, America, you can turn your setbacks into comebacks. They then had me go and do all the television spots for the internal television message about an attitude of excellence that they would play throughout the plants during the day. And as you all know, in 2009, Ford was the only one of the big three who did not take a government bailout. And in 2010, they've had $2 billion dollars where they've had a profit. What was the secret to turning setbacks into comebacks? The secret was a simple thing that I learned over the years by speaking to high-end organizations, that there are five areas that all leading-ed organizations consistently have in their pool of talent. Five areas. First, leadership development. Developing leaders at every level of the organization, from top to bottom, mid-managers, managers, managers, those who answer the phones. Everywhere you can find, you find a leader who's being developed. Number two is change management. Seeing that change is not the enemy. Change is an ally. All progress is the result of change. Number three, team building. Creating world-class teams. If you can think like a team and work like a team, you can win like a team. Number four, creating wow customer service, where you don't just do good customer service or even really good customer service, but you do wow. 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 You wow your customer. You got to wow your customer. And then a winning attitude. Your attitude definitely determines your altitude. Develop a winning attitude in every part of your life. Because those who have a positive winning attitude win more. But I put it in five simple steps so that you could get them and walk away with them. How many want those five simple steps? Here they go. Step number one, wake up and dream. Everybody say, wake up and dream. Now, this sounds like an oxymoron. How do you wake up and dream? When I was finishing my book, I sent the book to the publisher, and it was ready to be printed. And the day it was going to be printed, I got got an email from a friend. It was a quote by T.E. Lawrence that said, all men dream, but not equally. Those that dream at night in the dusty recesses of their minds awaken to find that it was just vanity. But those that dream by day are the dangerous ones. For they dream with their eyes open, and they make their dreams come true. What are your dreams? What are the goals? Scripture says without a vision, a people perish. But with a vision, a people will flourish. What's your vision? What do you see for your future? Number two, you got to show up. Everybody say show up. Woody Allen said 80% of success is simply showing up. And I believe he was right. I believe you got to show up. You got to show up with your stuff. Show up engaged. Show up excited. Show up and do more than you're expected to do. Go further than you're expected to go. Give more than you're expected to give. I've learned something in these 20 years of speaking. I've learned that if you do more than you're paid to do, one day you'll be paid more for what you do. Am I right about it? You got to do more. See, I learned that you got to show up. See, if you just show up, you get the opportunities in life 80% of the time. Now, if you show up on time, you get the opportunities 85% of the time. Show up on time on a plan, you get the opportunities 90% of the time. Show up on time with a plan and implement that plan, you get the opportunities 95% of the time. Show up on time with a plan and implement and execute that plan with excellence you get the opportunities 100% of the time. You just gotta keep showing up. My son just graduated from Howard University Law School. He's doing very well now. But he used to go to William and Mary, and he struggled. His first year, they almost put him out. Third year, he came home on a roll. I was so excited. I gave him a big hug and a kiss. I said, Son, what was the secret to your success? He said, Dad, I listened to your tapes and showed up to all my classes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody repeat after me. If you want to go up, <laughs> then you got to show up. <laughs> Number three, got to stand up. you got to stand up and become a leader of one. Before you can lead many, you must be able to lead oneself. I love this little quote. He who knows not and knows not that he knows not but thinks that he knows is a fool. Leave him alone. Now, he who knows not and knows that he knows not is a child. Teach him. But he who knows... But knows not that he knows is asleep. Wake him. Oh, but he who knows and knows what he knows and uses what he knows is a leader. Follow him. You got to make a commitment to be a leader. What does that take? You got to make a commitment to keep stepping up to the plate and swinging for the fences. Every day, whenever you do what you do, I don't care what it is you do. Wherever you are looking and listening across the web or here in the audience, whatever you do, I'm encouraging you every day to swing for the fences. Understanding when you swing for the fences, sometimes you'll miss, but it's okay. Did you know Hank Aaron had twice as many strikeouts as he had home runs? But he kept swinging for the fences. Most times he missed, but when he hit it, he knocked it out the park. When it's your shot to do what you do, swing for the fences. And number five, understand that your life is going to have some setbacks. You're gonna have some setback moments, but keep swinging and keep driving. Because change is gonna happen in your life. Stuff is gonna happen. Setback's gonna happen. But a setback is nothing but a setup for a comeback. You're looking at a guy who was a nightclub singer who got fired and replaced by a karaoke machine, but who made up his mind that he was gonna change his life, started speaking to young people about staying away from drugs. And from there, the teachers would say, can you come to my teachers' association? And then someone there would say, could you come to my church? And then someone there would say, can you come to my company? And it continued to grow. And then Les Brown, the great motivational speaker, heard about me and invited me to be on tour with him and his wife at that time, Gladys Knight. And that allowed me to get a radio show. And the radio show got syndicated. And then it allowed me to get on TV with CBS television and PBS. And that allowed me to get a book deal. And the book became a bestseller. And then the second one became a bestseller. And then one day, Toastmasters International called and said, you've been named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world for this year. Former winners include Colin Powell, Norman Schwarzkopf, Nelson Mandela. I said, you sure you got the right person? My name is Willie Jolly. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a dream and you're willing to work hard and pursue excellence, stuff is going to happen, but a setback is nothing but a setup for a comeback. Change is good when your attitude is great. So you must always be working on your attitude. When stuff happens, find a way to see something positive. And last but not least is think up. Make up your mind to win. That's me with Dr. Stephen Covey. We did a tour together in Australia. And he talks about win-win. If you want to win more in life, serve more others first. If you serve more, you'll win more. Think up. Make up your mind that it's okay to win. I close with this. One day I was struggling as a new speaker. Had no books, no tapes, no videos, nothing. Someone invited me to speak in Orlando, Florida. I went to give the speech. They gave me a standing ovation and then gave me the check. I looked at the check and I got a thrill. I put the check in my pocket, went on my way to the airport. On the way home, I pulled that check out a second time because I wanted that thrill one more time. But then I realized that money was already allocated. It was gone. Anybody got your check before you get home, it's gone? Anybody ever been there? (laughs) I started having a pity party. This gentleman across the aisle struck up a conversation. He must have sensed I was struggling. He said, young man, how old do you think I am? I studied him. Sir, I think you're about 60. He took off his glasses, looked me dead in my eye. He said, young man, I'm 88 years old. I'm 88, and my best is yet to come. In that moment, everything changed. If an 88-year-old man could have the optimism to believe that his best days were in front of him and not behind him, what did I have to whine and cry and complain about? And I went home and I got busy. And I started making sales calls. And if people say no, I'd say next. And they say, I'm not interested. I say, you're not the right one. And 20 years have gone by. I've been inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, named one of the top five speakers in the world, best-selling books, TV and radio, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I came here today To Ted, to all those across the web, to say to you, without a question in my mind, with all the changes and challenges and difficulties we faced as a country, I'm saying to you without a question in my mind that our best is yet to come. And your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. God bless you. Thank you so much.